Hello and welcome to the New City Podcast, where we exist to renew the Quad Cities by restoring the health of its people. I am Jared Bakken. I am Dr. Alex Aguello. Today's principle is the human body needs to eat food that is both plant and animal-based to get macro and micronutrients in order to survive and thrive. And this is the largest mouthful of a principle that we have. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, excuse me. So on a, on a regular basis, if you're, if you're not, if you don't come to the gym, if you're not one of our members, um, you might not know that every day in class, we talk about one of the principles we just kind of recycle them. We go through all 15 we go back to the top and every day we have a little conversation at the beginning of class to, um, you know, a little bit of a nice rigor for the class, but also to have a point of reference to actually be teaching people, starting to teach people um, about these principles. And recently we started doing these little video clips on Instagram and Facebook where we're kind of like mimicking that conversation online. And we've been taking turns uh, like who's recording those and posing a question of the day kind of paired with the principal and um, myself and Haley, we both have the benefit of basically doing this every single day and multiple times a day rehearsing these principles and stuff. Well, the Alex has done these videos one time through and the first time that he did these videos, I think was probably the first time he has actually said all the principles out loud. <laughs> And did not have a very easy time, especially trying to get this one right. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, fun little story. Uh, so, we, if you thought we were controversial on the last episode, buckle up. Um, yeah, like, like there's a lot of strong opinions about eating, eating plants and eating animals. And maybe to your surprise, on both ends of this spectrum yeah there's strong opinions about people not wanting to eat animals and there's strong opinions about people not wanting to eat plants um and we think both of them um are have a lot of good ideas but are both maybe a little misguided right right, right. um so we want to start by talking about the two extremes, talking about, okay, why would somebody eat only meat? And then why would somebody eat only plants? Mm -hmm. Kind of talk about the good and the bad of both of them. Um, I suppose you could maybe conclude this, but kind of why we would reject both of them as being optimal um, and then paint a better picture of why we would... Uh, um, want the diversity of plants and animals, getting the diversity of macro and micronutrients, and so on and so forth. Right? Yep. So, uh, carnivore. This is probably the one that people are least familiar with. Why on earth are people saying only eat the meat? Yep. So, um, I think the best way to explain it would be going back to our first principle as far as give the body what it needs, stay away from what it doesn't. Mm. Um, they think that mm -hmm. <clears throat> some people, 
And I guess they would probably, some of them would make the argument like we're trying to make with our principles that this, that the carnivore diet is optimal for all people. Yep. Um, what they're saying is the body needs nutrients and you can get micro and macronutrients from primarily meat products. Um, some would add in just all animal products into the carnivore diet. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you're giving the body what it needs as far as nutrition, but you'd be staying away from things that it doesn't need right. that are not found in animal products. They're only found in plant-based products. Right. Um, and those, that's a number of different things that's going on there. But that could be as simple as some people don't believe that the body needs fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also kind of more um, things that are more controversial, like um, <laughs> things that are found within plant foods uh we I think we hit it on a couple episodes ago of, of what are called anti-nutrients yep. so things that are found within plants because plants want to propagate and at some point in their life they don't want you to eat them so they put out certain things certain chemicals or um some of them like put out thorns um, those type of things to keep not only us but anything from eating them um, when you do that, then you are ingesting something that potentially could be harmful to the body. Mm-hmm. Um, so an example of that would be something called a lectin. Um, it's meant to um, defend this meant as a defense mechanism for the plant so that it doesn't get eaten. So when yep. it does get eaten, it damages the body. So then that particular animal would say, well, when I eat that, my body doesn't do well with it. So therefore, I'm not going to eat it again, um, or at least at that particular time in that plant's life cycle. Um those lectins have been shown when you look at when they research these things to cause inflammation specifically to the digestive crack and can lead to a number of different health issues so that would be one example of um the i think carnivore people would refer to them as plant toxins yeah um that they believe should not be eaten yeah by the human diet and in the human diet and like to like to the defense of this argument it's like uh, like all all the things that the carnivore community are like kind of pinning against plants it's like they're not untrue right. right the kind of the bigger factor is understanding if they're as demonic as they're <laughs> making them out to be right, right. right. That, that's one of the things but i guess kind of again to the defense of the kind of the carnivore outlook <clears throat> if we if we simply look at the plant world, a very, very small percentage of the plant world is even considered to be edible. Right. Right? So, like, of all the plants out there, the ones that we even consider to be food is a real small portion of this. And then, on top of that, it's like, how many things within these foods that we do consider edible, like <clears throat> are actually good and, and beneficial, you know, right. right. That's kind of the big argument there. Yep. Um, I guess like anecdotally, I don't think, I don't think this would gain traction unless people were seeing success with it. Right. Right. So what, what are the good things that are happening with people who are prescribing to this carnivore diet? Yeah. So I think the the actual carnivore diet has been around a lot longer than most people know, but, um, it's gotten 
pretty popular recently. Well, one of the reasons is because social media now is, exists, right. so you can right. get it out there um, a lot quicker. Um, but uh, it's also because so many people are dealing with uh, autoimmune disease um, now um, or inflammatory diseases. So one of the things that these plant toxins do is they create inflammation or they can di damage the di digestive tract, like I mentioned, which is then going to potentially open you or make you susceptible to an autoimmune type issue. So people who have MS, people who have um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, people who have celiac disease, all these kind of well-known autoimmune type issues or inflammatory issues, like um, just even severe depression or anxiety, um, all of these um, dementia, those type of things, people can do this carnivore diet and they more than likely because it's due to them lowering the amount of inflammation in their body and them um, lowering the these antibodies that are linked to the autoimmune disease, they're seeing results with their health. They're seeing drastic re reduction in their symptoms that they typically have when they eat um both plant-based and animal-based foods. So uh, like we try to do with ours, we, yes, want to say, okay, well, when we eat this way and when, when we look at evidence of people eating this way, this is what happens. We want to combine that with, okay, well, let's just look at what people have done for thousands of years and, and you see how the healthy they were versus how healthy we are. Um, I don't necessarily know that they can do that. I don't know that there's, they could look at history and see that there's been a time where people just only sure. ate um, meat, because uh, I don't know that people would survive if that was the case, um, just for the difficulty, right? They, they weren't necessarily right. um, far, um, raising cattle and stuff like we do now. Right. They had to go hunt, so that could be very difficult sometimes to get. Um, so they had to survive on other things, but they can look and say, okay, well, when I had this condition and I ate this way, then this is what happened. So that's, like you said, some anecdotal evidence. But then because that's happened, now more research has been put into that to see, well, what happens when people who even don't have those, how, mm -hmm. how well do they do with it? Right. You know, and, and so people are using it for weight loss. People are using it right. for a number of different things. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th I think that's even a kind of a different category, right? So we're talking about using it in, in to avoid the negative effects of plants. But then there's also like this whole community that's using it as like the most simple, easy to follow regimen for losing weight, right? right? Like this, it, 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 it like immediately addresses some of the major issues with the standard American diet, right? It's, mm -hmm. it, it addresses this extreme consumption of carbohydrates. It addresses <clears throat> the overconsumption issue, right? It's really freaking hard to overeat only meat right um and like from that aspect it's it yeah it, if if we're looking at like obesity like this is probably a really really simple answer that's gonna help you make some progress right right, right. um yeah so i guess in in a lot of ways like if we are looking for you know in increasing human flourishing there's a lot of good that is happening with the carnivore diet, right? Right. Um, let's let's maybe pause that there, and we'll kind of circle back around to some negative. Um, but like, there's good things happening because of the carnivore diet. Mm -hmm. Now, the complete other end of the spectrum, 
zero animal foods, a vegan diet. And I think in the best form, people would call this a plant-based diet, right? Why would somebody be doing this? And maybe let's start with some positives. Yeah. The reason people would want to do this is because of nutrient density. So you can, you can find a lot of nutrients in plant-based foods. That's, you know, we mentioned that in our, in our last episode. Um, so they want getting back to the principle of give the body what it needs, stay away from what it doesn't. Mm -hmm. They would say research has shown that there's a lot of negative to eating or for sure overeating, not just animal products, but some of them would say even protein um, as an individual macronutrient, they're going to want to minimize the amount of protein. So they would classify that animal products even slash protein to a lesser extent of something that the body doesn't need. Mm -hmm. So they're giving the body what it needs with nourishing it through plant foods, and they're staying away from the negative aspects of animal products, um, specifically meat. And, you know, they could point to things like epidemiological studies that show that people that eat um, more meat than other um, people are going to have higher risk of um, cardiovascular disease, higher risk of cancer, higher risk of um, diabetes, all of these things they can look to and, and point to, um, to the extent where they can say things that I would think is silly and say that, you know, e eating meat or drinking milk is uh, worse than smoking cigarettes. Um, so they can point to against evidence uh, of, that says that that's the case. Um, and just, you know, talk about things in that way without ex fully explaining um, the, the type of study or, or how they got to that um, particular conclusion. Um, and people are just going to believe it, you know, so then <clears throat> they can, they, they can get their message out there with, you know, documentaries and things like that to uh, convince people that this is, this is good. So then just like we've seen evidence, um, kind of an anecdotal evidence with the carnivore diet, you know, people can eat just meat and they see radical change in their health people could also eat vegan or plant whole food plant-based diet and see radical change um, with their health as far as, you know, signs um, based off of blood markers or symptoms based off, you know, how they feel. Mm -hmm. um, those things can change. So this might be a good time to get to what uh, I think we believe um, happens, the, the kind of the, the primary benefit, um, at least subjectively, yeah. what happens when you go straight carnivore or you go straight plant-based is what you're doing is you have gotten away from the standard American right. diet. You've gotten away. So you're kind of doing what we said, give the body what it needs because you're nourishing it and mm -hmm. you can do that with meat or you can do that with plants and you're staying away from what it doesn't, which is primarily processed foods. Right. Um, so that's kind of the, the primary benefit um, of why people see results with their um, health markers, you know, on, on lab tests and why they can see it with how they feel and how they look um, with both of those particular diets. Right, yeah. I mean, I guess to kind of affirm our first principle here of, of food, of nutrition, is a well-constructed carnivore diet and a well-constructed vegan diet are both going to be comprised of real food. Yeah. And, and we think that is what is going to be primarily addressing give the body what it needs and stay away from what it doesn't to some degree, mm -hmm. right? And that's why we can see people on both ends of this pretty extreme spectrum to see benefit and to see good things happen because also going back to the real principle number one of how the body obtains health, like 
you are putting the body in a better environment in both of these ways, yep. right? Like we're, we're avoiding some of that interference when we do both of these things, because, primarily because of what we are avoiding and because there are nutrients in both of these places. Right. 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 I mean, there's also some, you know, there would be religious reasons for some people the why they would want to stay completely plant-based. Um, and then there's also just environmental reasons why mm-hmm. people would want to stay plant-based. So there's some kind of stuff that are outside of um, nutritional purposes yeah. of, of why people would do it. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, <sighs> I think we can go there. <laughs> so one of the big, one of the arguments for a vegan diet and in in really what I think a lot of people latch onto um a couple actually actually two of them right people don't want to be cruel to animals mm-hmm. right and so they think that not eating them is the best way to not be cruel not kill animals, right? Mm-hmm. For food, right? <clears throat> and a huge thing feeding that is being able to observe conventionally raised meat right? because it is absolutely terrible. And we would 100% agree with that. It is a really bad environment for these animals, right? It is, they're not treated well. They're not, the animals are not flourishing in their lives, right? Which then we would completely agree does not produce the healthiest thing for the human being to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. So in, in one sense, we would really agree that what's happening right now in a lot of these big factory farms. Yeah. This is not good for the human to consume. Right. Right. For, for many reasons. Right. But where we would deviate is saying that, to not eat meat at all is the best answer. Right. Right. We would actually say that meat raised in the way that it's intended to be raised, that animals who are treated well and living the life that is, you know, intended for their species, that's the best way for an animal to live. And the best way for the ecosystem to work is for these things to die to support the rest of life and for that cycle to continue. Right. Right. Without, without getting super deep into there. Um, if you really want to, there's a phenomenal documentary. Did you watch it yet? No. Phenomenal documentary called sacred cow. Um, that really digs into this basically saying, Hey, um, you know, the, this whole vegan, mantra of wanting to do best by living creatures is actually to care really deeply about the quality of our meat. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like the, the, the thought that nothing can die for you to eat plants like that, that it's actually ignorant. Yeah. You're, you're ignoring so if you, you know, go to the grocery store and just buy all your plants, what you don't realize is that the people who grew those had to fend off those vegetables 
from predators. Right. Right? Like, if, if you just let your stuff grow and let it go free and don't protect it from anything that's going to want to take it, you're not going to end up with anything. <laughs> right. Right? Um, so, like, the, the thought that you can have life without death, right? I'm sorry, but it doesn't work. They get into that in that documentary? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Hmm. This, 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 this uh, former vegan talks about her experience of growing lettuce. She said that, uh, like, night after night, the slugs would come and just destroy it, right? And so she talks about this one experience of, like, figuring out that um, one of the things that people do is they put a, a little basin of beer out in the garden mm-hmm. and the slugs go and they drink the beer. And basically what happens is they get drunk and they fall in and drown themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so she was, she did this, she filled it out and she said, like she sat up in the middle of the night thinking about it and she went out and like, couldn't do it. And she went and pulled it and like whatever she woke up and then sure enough, they went and ate all her stuff again. Right. Yeah. So then she like just kind of surrendered. I can't grow this stuff. But then she went and bought the plants at the store and realized that this is the struggle that these farmers had to go through to get this into the store, right? I'm lying to myself if I think that this can happen without any form of death, Yeah. right? And so that the truly, if we're being honest, truly the only way that we can do this is to promote the absolute best practices as possible. Right. Right. So there's that little shtick. Yeah. And I haven't really studied like the whole, uh, I mean, I kind of understand the environment thing. And I think that that's, um, there's probably is some, some truth to that, but I think it's not, there's not necessarily consensus there to see that it, it is a problem. Um, or should we even care about that? It's a problem. Talking about carbon Uh, and methane and yeah, all that stuff of just kind of, if we just, you know, stopped eating so many animals and the environment would be a lot better. Um, I think that's a little bit outside of, of what we're trying to talk about here, but, right. um, like the whole, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to kill animals type thing. Like I've, I've never studied that of kind of what the main reason of that, why that's the case, but I would assume it's like a moral, yeah, moral issue. Um, so I was like wondering, oh, do you kill bugs? Yeah. Like plants are also alive. Well, so that, that like, kind of goes into the, the honey thing, right? So true, true vegan would like be not eating honey because it's a, that's a, it's an animal product, right? Or using, I mean, even so like in my wife's world of the products and stuff, not using like beeswax in any products, like because they would say that it's harmful to animals. Yeah, that that's well, it's not it's not vegan, right? You're using an animal product. Yeah. Hmm. Again, we're, we're way into the weeds of the lifestyle of veganism because right. that's truly what we're talking about. Right. Not just the the nutritional dietary guidelines of veganism. Right. 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 So yeah, I mean, I think we would. We're going to get into why we would reject those two things, but we're also not saying that they can't ever be done. We're all saying that they can't be done well. Um, we just think carnivore is uh, unnecessary, and we think uh, veganism is unnecessary. And 
potentially harmful right. um, f- for a giving your body what it needs perspective. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then when you you add in this whole plant toxins thing, and, and, and I think there's different susceptibilities to those, um, then now you can also say, well, you're also not staying away from what the body doesn't need. So Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, right. So so let's go there. Let's maybe start with why, from a nutritional standpoint, why we would say eating only plants is not optimal. Yeah. Um, well, you are, <clears throat> there's some plant, if you just ate a strictly plant-based diet, there are some nutrients that your body just cannot have. Right. Um, B12 is the, is the so B12 is a, a vitamin B12, so it's a micronutrient. Um, so again, one of the reasons why we say you need to eat plant and animal basis because you, you have to have micronutrients in order to survive and thrive. Um, so if you just avoided all animal products, then you would not be able to get um, specifically this micronutrient of vitamin B12. Um, so that's the case. And, you know, and they would make the argument, well, it's a simple supplementation of vitamin B12. Or they would maybe say, well, you don't actually get vitamin B12 from meat. You get it from um, the bacteria that's that's found in those type of things. And your body manufactures vitamin B12. So there's a bunch of different arguments I'm sure that they could come up with. Um, but that's a fact that you can't get vitamin B12 if you're eating strictly carnivore or vegan diet. But then there's also you're going to – it's a lot more difficult to get other right. nutrients. Um, so we talked about vitamin A as being a fat-soluble vitamin. Mm-hmm. Um, you are going to get that from eating animal products. Um, basically what you have to do with um, plant-based products is you have to get uh, a form that then your body converts into vitamin A. So there's a, there's a, you're just adding steps to the process. Right. So it's going to be a lot more difficult um, to do that as well. We talked about the amino acid profiles of plant-based proteins versus animal-based proteins, where the animal-based proteins are going to be a lot more robust. So again, you're going to be able to absorb those particular nutrients um, in in a better way from the the animal sources. There's things that are found in meat, um, just higher levels of micronutrients like magnesium and zinc and calcium and all that stuff you're going to be able to get um, in in those particular sources. There are are other things like um, carnitine, carnosine, um, creatine. These are all things that our body uses to build muscle tissue um, and other, you know, different functions that you're not going to be able to get in high amounts from the plant-based foods. Um, so there's a number of, uh, of different things, even the omega fatty acids. So there's um, different types of omega-3s. And when you get certain omega-3s from plant-based foods, again, there's that conversion to other types of omega-3s for them to be able to be used by the body in a proper way. So where you would just get that from eating animal um, sources. <coughs> So that, that's kind of the, from a nutritional perspective is you, there's some that you can't get. There's some that you're going to, it's going to struggle to get. Um, and it's just a lot easier to get from, right. from, um, animal based products. But then there's also some animal based products that are just even, we keep talking about nutrient density. There's yeah. just some animal based products that are extremely nutrient dense compared to, right. um, plant-based products. So it gets to, uh, we talk about being necessary. It's not necessary to eat that way. We'll talk about for a number of different reasons why that's the case, but it's also, um, potentially harmful as far as nourishing your body. Well, right. If you're not, excuse me, if you're not having animal products. Yeah. Probably choking on the cow's milk in your coffee there. (laughs) So maybe, um, The, the kind of the other aspect that you hit on a little bit, well, even, so even if we rewind again to 
episode one of this, to obtain health, give the body what it needs to stay away from what it doesn't. We talked about how, <clears throat> or maybe it was in the second one, I don't know. We talked about how resilient the human body is, right? And how we can survive in a pretty horrible circumstances, right? Yeah. And so while there's lots of people surviving with a, a plant-only diet, like what you're describing is, it, it, it's not to say that it's not possible. It's not to say that you can't even optimize a plant-based diet. When we look at like what the human body needs to be able to like not just maintain life, but to live it abundantly. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's hard to say that a, a, a human body who has been extremely low in protein for many, many years and is like, is not strong and well built. Like what are, what are some of the statistics about like basically at old age, one of the, one of the greatest metrics of vibrancy and like quality of life is like leg strength. Yeah. Right. Being able to sit down and get up and get yourself off the floor and all this type of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like these are really, really important things. Yeah. And animal foods make that that like make a significant difference when we're talking about building lean tissue. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yep. And, and again, from a, a historical perspective, um, just like we, you can't really find a um, civilization throughout history that's only eaten animal products. Um, you can't find it. That's only eaten right. straight, straight plant products yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a, uh, I always think about that when people want to fight um, to be vegan. I'm like, well, tell that to the American Indians. <laughs> they wouldn't have survived if they wouldn't have had buffalo and you know, those type of things. Or, you know, the um, just any sort of native tribe. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, uh, what are the guys called in Africa? I forget what they're, the Maasai Indians, mm -hmm. you know, that their their diet is primarily animal products. Yeah. Um, just meat, milk, and blood. In anymore, it, so there's in this film they're also talking about how there's still cultures where it's it's a humanitarian issue. Women cannot own land, but they can own animals. Right? Mm. They can like they can't they can't own a field to grow crops, but they can raise a cow, mm -hmm. right? Like, this, this is a huge, huge thing. There's so, like, even today, in things that we would say are just completely ass backwards, there's still ways that, like, pe people would not even survive, right, without being able to understand that animals are food. Right. Right? Right. So, w talk a little bit about some of the negative side effects of getting too many of these anti-nutrients from the plants. Yep. So, I mean, the, the, like I mentioned before, the main, uh, side effect would be just inflammation. It's going to eventually create inflammation, mm -hmm. um, in the digestive tract. 
if you have uh, if you're just eating them in overabundance, and especially if you already have um, an unhealthy digestive tract and mm-hmm. you're eating a lot of these things, then mm-hmm. it's just going to create uh, a lot more inflammation, um, which inflammation leads to chronic disease. I mean, I don't think you could necessarily just make that jump to say, well, when I eat a bunch of plant toxins, I have inflammation, and that inflammation is what led to my heart disease or what led to my cancer or whatever whatever you want to say there. Yeah. Um, but it's still, it's like when we get to our toxicity principle, it's a, an accumulation of toxins. So yeah. it's kind of an accumulation of in, inflammatory um, uh, problems that, that happens in the body that leads to the, the chronic disease. So that's the, the primary thing um, that happens with these um, plant products. Uh, the other thing is when, when this is somewhat anecdotal, but I think you could also point to just um, it being clinical is when you, when you deal with people that do have autoimmune issues um, and you run things that they would show up that their body's created antibodies to um, that's going to be primarily um, plant-based products. You know Um, it's not necessarily going to be um, for sure meat products. I mean, definitely things in dairy, definitely things in eggs, Mm -hmm. you know, those particular proteins can, can create body susceptible to create antibodies too, but that's uh, it's also going to be a lot of the legumes. It's going to be a lot of the the grains. It's going to be other plant based products that your body has created antibodies to, which then sets off again that that cascade of autoimmune type issues. So, yeah, and and like maybe this is valuable. Full disclosure here, I've already said in the last episode that like I I don't do well on super high fat diets, right? Basically makes me not a good candidate for the carnivore diet, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so basically I need to be eating more plants. And I recently found out that I'm actually like an anomaly in the fact that I do have sensitivity to certain animal foods, right? I ha- I can't eat chicken, Right, something that like the carnivore world would say, like you know, there's there's very very little potentially bad things about eating meat, right? Like I'm in this camp that like I have multiple things working against me that would say I should be far more in this like plant world, and still I'm able to like look at this objectively and say I I I I see that it is still not best for me to completely avoid all animal foods, right? right? There's still so much good to be happening here, not just with like the whole ecosystem, but even for my own health, right? Right. I still need to be getting whatever animal foods I can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So now let's, uh, let's vilify the carnivore a little bit. (laughs) What, uh, what are some of the negative aspects of the carnivore diet? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think the because we would reject as you know the evidence that talks about um, heavy meat eaters leading to more things like heart disease and cancers and, and um, diabetes, things like that. Um, or even just protein leading to cancer, those type of things. We don't think that that evidence is, um, we just don't necessarily accept that 
that evidence shows that that's the case. Um, I don't think you have to accept that. I think there's plenty of evidence that sh can counter that um, and show that that's not the case, especially when you get into the quality of the, the animal products. Sure. Um, really, the main thing that we would say of why you shouldn't do that is because there are plenty of other foods that are available to you that you can enjoy right. and still be nourished by. And it's you're not, as long as it's real food and you don't have a susceptibility to that particular food um, to cause problems, then you, it's giving the body what it needs to stay away from, and staying away from what it doesn't. Um, so it's in alignment with our principle. Eating plants is an alignment with the principle that we have. It nourishes your body. It can be high fat, moderate protein, um, low carbohydrate. Um, just all the things that we talk about, um, outside of this particular principle in and of itself, right. um, it's fine to do. So there's not necessarily, I don't think that there is a negative, um, you can't show evidence that eating all meat is negative for your health outside of why do you want to do it? It's <laughs> not, not a, not that big of a deal. Uh, I think you can enjoy a lot of other stuff yeah. um, and still nourish your body well. Yeah. Yeah, right. So unless you did the whole, I'm just going to eat, you know, uh, boneless, skinless chicken breast and call sure. that carnivore. Right, right. Which, which absolutely. Okay. So let, let's look at that. How, in, in what ways can you construct a really, like, can things go wrong on the carnivore diet, right? So I'm thinking the two of the big issues are like, it seems like tons of people have one of two things happen. They either are completely constipated or they have like diarrhea pants, right? Yeah. Like it seems like those are two pretty common outcomes, right? Right. What, like what are the two things that are leading to those two extremes? Well, I think the <clears throat> more than likely, again, this is, this is so new that I don't think there's been a ton of like studies that we can point to that say this is why this case is, this is more just kind of, um, educated guessing right. um, that you are constipated because you're not eating f fiber. So your body doesn't necessarily need to eliminate basically again, back to the, give the body what it needs, stay away from what it doesn't. Your body has taken in everything it needs. So mm -hmm. there's nothing, there's not stuff that it doesn't need to get rid of. Um, so that's part of it. Um, the whole diarrhea thing, I haven't looked into a ton, but I would assume that that's not because you're eating carnivore. That's because your, your digestive system's already unhealthy um, so there is something going on with gut bacteria there that's causing the body to, sure. um, uh, eliminate quickly. So again, that's not based off of, any, I can't necessarily point to a study or a textbook or anything on that. Cause I think it's fairly new, um, phenomenon that's happening. Yeah. But doesn't, doesn't some of this digestive stuff have to do with the, the ratios of the fat and protein that you're having, right? So basically like if you are not eliminating like uh or 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 you know passing difficult stools right like the the protein ratio is probably too high mm -hmm. right whereas potentially on the other end of the spectrum if there's not enough substance right if it's all fat right you, like because there's especially no fiber right mm -hmm. you could fall into kind of that other camp yeah <clears throat> right so like it can be it can be structured in a way that's definitely not optimal for digestion. Right. 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 Yep. Yeah. 
I mean, again, that's back to your digestive. Like if your body can't, <clears throat> obviously you can, even if your body was functioning perfectly, you could overdo things so that the body has to adapt and have something like constipation or diarrhea. Mm -hmm. But I think that's probably more due to how healthy your digestive sure. tract is versus what you're doing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So really one of the biggest downfalls of the carnivore diet, again, similar to vegan, we would call it surviving and in, in some aspects thriving, but and probably more than not eating any animal foods, but there's also an element to thriving that is simply enjoying food. Right. Right? Like, we have this whole massive world of things that we do consider edible, um, and there's some pretty magical things that happen when you start to combine some of these things, right? Right. So while dairy would, could, you know, be considered an animal food and maybe considered carnivore for some folks. The moment you add some sugar into that and freeze it a little bit, there's this incredible thing that happens, yeah. right? Or you take these animal fats, call it butter, and you put it on some of these plant foods. And now all of a sudden these plant foods like come alive, Right, like there's there's a whole world of just enjoying the food that we're eating. That like if you're only eating animal foods, like you've got just this tiny, tiny little window into like what is we believe intended for us to be enjoyed. Right, and and like one of the signs that that is what all people. Um, should be looking for, I think just kind of naturally look for is these fake meats that, you know, the oh boy. Um, plant based people oh try boy. to do to, you know, so it's because people don't want to just eat all lettuce or, you know, just a bunch of vegetables or just a bunch of fruit. You know, they want to kind of make their meal, um, have some sort of a protein intake like we would with animal, you know, like a, a um, you know, a slice of, of meat, uh, whether it's chicken, pork, steak, whatever it might be, mm -hmm. um, they want to do that and make, but make it out of plant-based foods. And when you do that, you are, yeah, you potentially are getting the, the macronutrient and maybe some micronutrient content, but then you're also now have processed that particular, um, product. And now you're getting away from that first principle of, of eating real food most of the time. Yeah. Um, just because you know that variety is necessary yeah. in order for you to stick with a particular diet. And it's necessary in order for you to enjoy that long term. Yeah, I think we can pretty definitively say that uh, the fake meat is fake meat and not real food. Yeah. <laughs> like, period. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do we need to do we need to talk more about the micronutrients? I mean, we hit on it quite a bit throughout there, but like, we're we're saying that. To get a variety of macronutrients and micronutrients, um, eat a broad spectrum of these things, right? In the last episode, we said if you are eating an animal food and plant foods at every meal, you're going to, like, no matter how you construct that, you're going to end up in a pretty good place, right? Right. Um, what else do we need to be thinking about when we're considering micronutrients? 
Well, so micronutrient versus macronutrient is just your body needs them in smaller amounts, but they're still necessary. So we talked about essential fatty acids. We talked about essential proteins, these nutrients, micronutrients, which are basically vitamins and minerals. So vitamin, think B vitamins, think vitamin C, think um, A, D, E, and K, the fat-soluble vitamins, and then minerals. This would be like calcium, magnesium, iron, iodine, um, potassium, all of those things. These are minerals that your body needs. Um, So those two things work together. In order for you to use fats and carbohydrates for energy, it requires micronutrients in order for those processes to happen in the body. Um, In order for you to not be what most people know what anemia is. So if you become anemic, you can either have a a deficiency of B vitamins or you can have a deficiency of iron, which is just a a mineral. Um, You you require vitamin C and even be able to absorb iron. You require vitamin C in order to be able to make collagen, which then makes up tissues. Um, So there's just this combination of the micronutrients and the macronutrients are required for the human body to rebuild, repair to process through energy to be able to function in, in everyday life. So it's required to be able to do that. So we want to get those sources from the food that we're eating. We want to be looking to foods where we can best absorb those nutrients um, from those foods that we're eating. But we also want to do it in a way that is the most enjoyable mm-hmm. um, process you know, for us because you know, this is where we can bring in that, you know, Health isn't all about nutrition, um, but even if we just stuck with nutrition, in order for you to stick with the proper way of eating, you would want to be able to enjoy it. Yeah. And we would even say that even the purpose of one of the purposes of food is to bring us joy. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that the nutrients are required, the micronutrients are required, but they're found in both animal-based and plant-based, and we want to be eating foods that are the most nutrient-dense, so that we do, meaning... Uh, we don't need to eat a ton of food in order to get this amount of nutrients. We want to eat the the um, proper amount of food in order to nourish our bodies well. And that can happen with eating both plant-based foods and animal-based foods. Yeah, yeah. So when we're going through all of our principles, like every word is pretty intentional. Um, and with this one especially, when we're talking about surviving and thriving, we think there is much more to be considered when we're looking at thriving as a human being than just the um, nutrition of the food that we're eating, right? So yes, we would agree that, you know, animal foods alone, you can construct a very healthy, very nutrient-rich, dense carnivore diet, you know, without eating any plants, potentially even greater than you can produce with, you know, eating just, well, definitely greater than what you can produce with just eating plants, right? People don't even realize how much um, density there is to the nutrients in some animal foods. However, when we are looking at human flourishing, we're looking at the optimal human experience. There is absolutely something vital about eating foods because it's good and enjoyable. Right. Yep. Huge, huge, huge aspect of it. Yep. Like when we get into some of our um, 
principles about rest and relationships, like they kind of also reach back into this food category and being able to do things that are fun and enjoyable are really an important part to the human experience um, that promote health. Right. Yeah. Yep. Huge piece of it. Cool. There it is, folks. Human body needs to eat food that is both plant and animal based to get macro and micronutrients in order to survive and thrive. If you can hear me now, that means you made it all the way through the show and I have a big old thank you for you. Thank you for your attention. Um, thank you for listening all the way through. We hope this has been helpful for you, educational for you, um, entertaining for you, whatever it may be. Um, we really value your attention. What we also value is your feedback. So we would love if you could leave us a comment, leave us a review, send us a message, let us know what you think. Um, let us know if there's any other topics you want to hear us talk about, if there's anybody else you'd like to hear us um, interview or you'd like to hear them talk to us about certain things, whatever it may be. We'd love to hear from you, hear your comments, your suggestions, all of it, okay? Um, on Facebook, you can join our group. It is called Renewing the City. Just a apply, I don't know, join, hit join this group, whatever it may be. You got to hit join and I got to approve you to be in there. Um, but on Instagram, all you got to do is follow. We've got our principles of health going up um, almost every day of the week. Um, or if you're ready to kind of jump in and really see what it looks like to join us here at the gym, uh, you can go to newcity.fitness/start and schedule time to talk to one of our coaches. Again, we really appreciate you, your time, your attention. Until next time.